everybody. How are you guys doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Tuesday, December the 8th. We're going to touch on some fascinating headlines today, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a shot in the arm from the Bible. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I hope you guys are doing good on this Tuesday. I feel like December is just clipping right along. I am really, really, I have to say, you guys, I'm really proud of myself this year. This is the first year. This is Jay's and my 32nd Christmas together. And this is the first time I've ever had all my Christmas shopping done. Amazing, isn't it? We've we've paired back quite a bit at Christmas this year, so that has helped. But also, uh, I hate going shopping now. <laughs> I just I just loathe it. I hate going to the stores, and so I made a little list that my husband and I share on our phones. And he's done a little bit, and I've done a little bit, and you know the grandkids and a little bit of extended family, and voila, we're done. It's a Christmas miracle. And so I told him the other day, I said, you know, this is amazing. Now we can kind of turn our attention to something different. And I looked at my, uh, my, you know, my holiday to-do list, which is there, you know, every year. And uh, I realized, oh my goodness, I haven't done my Christmas letter. <laughs> I haven't, because I got nothing to say. But I got nothing to say. I'm, I'm like, let's write about the Rona. No, I could write a like good riddance 2020 letter. I thought about that. But you guys, I have such a love of getting, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's like the little girl in me or whatever, but I love getting Christmas cards in the mail. And so you guys know the whole like love language thing, right? So we tend to love people the way we like to be loved. And I realized several years ago, I love getting Christmas cards in the mail. I don't know what it is. So if you guys are Christmas card senders, we would love to hear from you. And uh, you can absolutely write to us and send us your Christmas cards. The address is 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. I keep getting the zip code wrong, but it gets here anyway. Uh, We would love to hear from you. If you're interested in including a year-end donation to the ministry, either Firmly Planted Family, which is the nonprofit, or the Heidi St. John uh, podcast, in other words, just Heidi St. John, that uh, arm of it is not nonprofit. We've kept it that way for a reason. I want to be able to say whatever I want to say and not worry about the government intruding. And so uh, those are two ways for you guys to encourage us. But either way, whether you give or whether you don't, we'd sure love to hear from you. And uh, you guys can do that. And uh, we, we're we going to put them up on the wall. And every time I go by them, I'm going to go, oh, and it's just going to make us really happy. So we would love to hear from you guys. Wanted to let you know that uh, there have been several of you who have given to the ministry in the last six months in particular, and you guys have been a tremendous blessing. I wanted to give a shout out, a special shout out to Kelly and Chad in Arizona. Uh, the Lord used them in a particular way, and uh, we just are blessed beyond measure. So Kelly and Chad, if you guys are listening, thank you so much for just answering the Lord's call and supporting the work that we're doing here at the podcast and at uh, Mom Strong International Week greatly appreciate it. You guys, your uh, voices matter to us. And every day, my husband and I, you know, we sit down together and we sit down often with our children and just pray over what God would have us do. What does he want us? How does he want us to respond to the things that are happening around us? 
And because of the nature of 2020, things seem like they change all the time, right? It's, I feel like I wake up one day and I'm not, I'm not really sure, you know, what, what, uh, chess pieces have been played overnight while we've been sleeping. Do you guys ever feel that way? But one thing we know for sure is that God doesn't want us to compromise with evil. And the church has been doing this now for decades. We have been dancing around this issue of social justice. We've been compromising with regard to, you know, I I heard recently that uh, Andy Stanley had a, this is Charles Stanley's son. It's hard. It's mind-numbingly hard for me to understand. But he had a, a transgender guy, you know, up on the stage just talking about, you know, uh, how we got to love each other and love is love and all this stuff. And and the church, because we don't know God's word, we buy into it. And God says that he is not interested in us when we compromise. We become the Laodicean church, right? The church we're studying about at MomStrong International, this lukewarm church. And Jesus said, I'd rather that you were hot or you were cold, but because you're lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And I was reading in the Psalms the other day, just thinking about, you know, all the things that are happening right now and my tremendous desire to see the the church come back to an understanding and a right application of scripture. And I read Psalm 119 verse three, and this is what it says. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his path, only in the in the path of righteousness. And I was thinking about a couple of years ago that we took our kids to the Grand Canyon. By the way, can I just say, if you have little kids, just don't even go to the Grand Canyon. It's terrifying. Like you're just wondering, at least I was, you know, where's my, you know, uh, I wanted to hold people's hands the whole time, you know. And I remember hollering at my son and he, was, he wasn't three. He was, you know, probably 15 years old at the time because what is he, almost 20 now? And, uh, I, you know, we were walking along these trails and they sort of meander. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but the Grand Canyon has these incredible trails that sort of meander around the south rim of the Grand Canyon. And I, w- I was watching my son and I could tell by his movement that he was contemplating whether or not those keep off signs that they post everywhere were serious or not. And the risk of falling seemed at least momentarily worth the reward of a few likes on Instagram. And uh, I was thinking, you know, I'm watching him and I, it's like I'm, I'm holding one of my younger kids' hands and I can't get to him fast enough. You guys have never been there. The South Rim of the Grand Canyon truly is one of the most remarkable, spectacular things that I have ever seen. And only a few feet of dirt and trees and rocks make up the many paths that are, you know, that go right along the edge of the canyon. And in some places, the rim is lined with blocks of jagged, unstable rocks. And it's dangerous. But the siren song of this majestic canyon with its meandering layers of red and green, it just seems to go on forever and it draws hikers off the path and closer to the edge all the time. And when we were there, it wasn't like we were unaware of the dangers because we'd been planning for months to visit the canyon and we drove there. So we had a chance to talk about it. We drove all the way from Washington to Arizona. We talked about the importance of staying on the path and good mom that I am. I even printed off some articles to read about people who fell to their deaths in the Grand Canyon, all because they refused to stay on the path. And it only took a one foolish, prideful compromise. And the result 
was deadly for many of these people. And of course, you know, you know, nobody took me seriously. I mean, how how bad could a fall off the Grand Canyon actually be? And so when we finally got there and the kids saw the lack of guardrails and the depths of the canyon, it changed their perspective. It turns out it really is, wait for it, dangerous. And as a church, for generations now, we have not taken compromise very seriously in our walk as Christians. And I, I was telling my kids, you know, don't compromise on your safety. If the sign says, stay on the path, stay on the path. So to compromise is to make concession or accommodation uh, in the form of something that we know to be foolish but we think that the consequences won't be lasting or severe. So even though we go, yeah, that's probably not a good thing. We probably shouldn't do it. We're willing to compromise, willing to take the risk because we think that whatever comp, uh, ever con- whatever consequence we receive as a result isn't going to be that big of a deal. And walking too close to the edge of the South Rim is a lot like walking on the edge of sin. When we flirt with it, we demonstrate that we don't understand the danger that it puts us in. And the world is going to tempt us to compromise. I see it every single day. As I've told you guys, um, I have been um, saddened to my, just to my core, just to my bones over what I've seen happening in the church and with, with pastors and teachers uh, who have been compromising for years. And we're just now starting to see it. Like pastors who are saying, yeah, we're not going to open our church until next year. Some of them won't even say when they're going to open them. And we've been compromising with sexual sin and with what God says about uh, everything. And the world offers us just enough of Jesus, right? This compromise to stay out of hell, but not enough to walk in victory. And so I'm going to encourage you guys, stay on the path. Don't compromise with evil because the risk that you'll take isn't worth any moment of reward, any moment of reward. The Bible teaches us that there's a time to sow and there's a time to reap. And when we sow wind in our lives, when we sow foolishness, when we sow uh, this kind of flirting with the world, you sow wind, you reap a storm. And if there was ever a time to see that we are in a storm right now, now's the time. Now's the time. And so I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. I've been saying it, you know, for years and years, uh, mom and dad, what you compromise with, your kids will definitely compromise with. They will probably fall into sin with. And we want to be showing our children something that they can aspire to, something that they can grow to. It doesn't mean you got to do it perfectly. But we definitely want to be examples for our children to say, listen, don't just do as I say, also do as I do, because I'm doing the thing that I am saying to you is worth doing. It's so easy, isn't it, to just tell the kids what to do and then not actually do it ourselves, whether it's the things that we watch in private or the things that we say or the the uh, the l- little sins that we engage in. It's that constantly saying, okay, Lord, help me. Help me to walk righteously before you. That's what we should be doing. That's what God calls us to do. And so I'm going to encourage you to do it. We, as believers, and you guys, my friend Bill Jack's coming on the show with me uh, in uh, on Thursday, actually. I'm super excited to have him come on Thursday. And we're going to be talking about what it means to compromise with the world. And we don't want to be doing that. 
So as believers, we want to never compromise with sin. We don't want to play around with it. The same thing is true of the truth. Christians should be unapologetically committed to truth. We want to find out truth. We want to we want to walk in truth. We want to live in the truth. And I've been thinking a lot about what's happening in the culture, obviously, and particularly what's happening with the elections. I read an editorial, and I'll link back to it in the show notes, uh, show notes today from the Epoch Times, and it was called Truth Seeking Americans have the moral high ground. And I don't know if you guys are familiar. Anyway, I'll, I'll link back to it, but this is how it started. And I was like, dude, they are right. It said, when communists such as Mao, Fidel Castro, and Vladimir Lenin overthrew government in order to impose totalitarian control, they were always in the minority. Did you guys hear that? When Mao and Fidel Castro and uh, Vladimir Lenin came into power and they imposed their tyrannical totalitarian regimes, they were always in the minority. And this is what's happening in the, in the country right now. And, and uh, we need to be committed to truth and to rooting it out and to not letting this happen because these days here in the United States, in the name of progress, a radical leftist minority has come to largely control academia, how we communicate online, how most of the news we see on television and read in the newspapers is reported, and even how we're governed. And it's it's amazing to, to watch, but the radical leftist minority is doing it. And what they want to do is to project their worldview onto the rest of us. And they believe that no other voices, no other ideas, no other ideologies are valid. And that's absolutely truth. And the reality is that truth-seeking Americans who've been compromising in a myriad of ways, truth-seeking Americans who value their traditions are not only the majority, but they also have the high, the moral high ground. They don't resort to violence, but rather seek facts in pursuit of justice. And when we see this playing out now, where amid credible allegations of voter fraud, these Americans seek due process and the uncovering of fact and truth. These are people who respect the law of the land, the Constitution, the natural law given by God. They're willing to set aside their own interests for the sake of truth. They're people who reject tyranny in all its forms. You're going to hear Bill and I talk about this on Thursday and Friday. Christians should be known for wanting liberty, not for some, but for all for all. These are people that love their country and the principles that it represents and the values that it represents. And we cherish our heritage and our traditions. But but despite being in the majority, we're being marginalized right now and portrayed as backward by people who want to uh, silence our voices in the name of progress, in the name of social justice. And I'm going to encourage you away from that today. Away from it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Today in, the, in, in America, you guys, in the name of progress, truth is twisted. Violence and threats are used to intimidate. I see this happening in my own city in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we saw Black Lives Matter and Antifa marching in Vancouver, Washington the other day. What in the world is going on? It's, it's craziness. 
Such are the threats that Emily Murphy, who is an administrator of the U.S. General Services Administration, received as her agency waited for the results of the election. In a public letter, she wrote that she had received threats online, by phone, and by mail directed at her safety, her family, her staff, and even her pets in an effort to coerce her into making this determination prematurely. Antifa, these extremists, these guys, the Antifa, they're supposed to be the anti-fascists who absolutely are fascist. Uh, Antifa is against fascism like I am against breathing. These are communist sympathizers. And what they do is they use violence and and intimidation to silence people. And that's exactly what they're doing. You guys, we need to pray because the reality is that those of us who seek truth and goodness and who cherish our nation's traditions and principles are uh, in the fight of our lives right now. And we're going to have to learn to stand. On Sunday, my family and I went to a uh, a restaurant called Spiffy's <laughs> in Chehalis, Washington, one of the few restaurants in the state of Washington that has been bold enough and brave enough to open their doors. And uh, the owner got out on social media and just said, enough, enough is enough is enough. We cannot close our doors for even one more moment. These people are losing their livelihoods right before Christmas. They laid 25 people off. And so they said, we're going to do that. We're going to appeal to the highest, uh, to the highest authority in our land, which is the Constitution, which says you cannot deprive someone of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you can't do it in the name of a virus. That's for sure. And so they stood up and they, and they called the opening of their restaurant a peaceful protest. And all of us went up there after church on Sunday, my husband and four of our kids, to have lunch and just support them. You guys, it was a two and a half hour wait to get in this little diner. Two and a half hour wait. And while we were there, we saw people talking and praying with each other. We, we're watching an uprising. An amazing thing is happening right now because people are starting to go, huh, you guys, we can no, we can no longer retreat. We've got to advance. We've got to advance. And you know what? You can't advance if your life is marked by compromise. You can't advance the gospel. You can't advance liberty. You can't advance freedom. You can't advance uh, what is good about the United States and about our our founding unless and you can't even you can't even teach liberty if your life is marked by compromise and so we can never comp- we should never compromise those those things which have given us freedom here in the United States and freedom in Europe the Europeans are in trouble big right now it's amazing what's happening in on the streets of London our family was planning on going there next year and and we just put everything on hold. For all we know right now they're going to max they're going to mandate an unproven vaccine. Operation Warp Speed? No, thank you. Nope, no. We need to wake up. I heard President Trump say yesterday, did you guys see this, that big things are going to be happening in the next uh, couple of days on Monday? So just yesterday, he said that we can expect this. And uh, he said, I think the case has been made for election fraud. And now we're going to find out what we can do about it. But you'll see a lot of big things happening over the next couple of days. He didn't elaborate anymore. 
Uh, and when he talked about this, we, he was answering a question about what his strategy was going to be after the electors vote in the Electoral College, which is scheduled for December 14th. You guys, I believe with all my heart that something is terribly wrong in our nation right now. It seems to me our election is just completely full of fraud. And it's amazing that the mainstream media is not interested in covering the story at all. These people who's like, Russia, 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 for, you know, four years in a row, Russian collusion, you name it, but they're not interested. It's like we live in a third world country, you know, ballots coming in from everywhere. Uh, We use machines that nobody knows who owns them and no one knows anything about them. It's it's crazy town. And so I'm going to continue to pray, praying for truth. That's what we should be praying for. We should be praying that truth would come out. We should want there to be truth. And even if that means we, if we're going to lose the election, honestly, you know what? I don't like it, but I'm I'm okay with it. Losing an election dishonestly, mm-mm-mm, no. And we are on the verge of a revolution. And as I was talking to a friend of mine today, you know, he was saying he thinks that we have an opportunity to see something really amazing happen. That's parents waking up and saying, I'm going to take back the education of my child. I'm not going to just drop my kid off anymore all willy-nilly, just leave him at the public school. We're going we're gonna to take back the spiritual education of our children. We're going to focus in on family and how important that is. If there's one thing the Rona's doing that's good, that's it. No more compromise. No compromise with our families. No compromise with the truth of God's word. No compromise with our freedom. No more compromise. It matters too much. It matters too much. I hope you guys are seeing uh, what I'm seeing, which is, I think, an awakening, an awakening of, of God's people. We're definitely seeing some wheat and some chaff being separated. But in the midst of all of this, we're also seeing some incredible things. And I hope that you're encouraged by God's word. And remember, as we as we uh, leave today, Psalm 119, verse 3, they do not compromise with evil. They walk only in his path, only on the path of righteousness. You guys love your people well today. Spend some time with the Lord. Don't compromise your study of God's word. I'm thrilled to see MomStrong International uh, continue to grow. It shows me that more and more people are interested in studying God's word with us. We're working on something really uh, interesting and exciting, I think, for next year. And we're not ready to announce it yet, but pray for us over here. We're looking for ways that we can help you even more to engage your children in the study of God's word. And it starts with you. Remember, we can't pass on what we don't possess. And so if you want your kids to be strong in the word, let them see you be strong in the word. If you want your kids to be prayer warriors, let them see you on your knees in prayer. If you want them to know how to defend liberty and to stand for justice, let them see you pursue the the uh, justice and liberty and stand for truth and righteousness in the culture. It starts with you. It starts with you. I'm encouraged by what God's doing here at the Homeschool Resource Center, and we're looking to plant those all around the nation. If you are interested in starting a homeschool resource center, we're going to do something kind of unusual. We're opening the center up the first weekend in January. So we're going to open up the center to anyone who wants to come and see what we're doing. It's relatively inexpensive. Once you get here, you just need to get yourself here and we will give you hotel suggestions and that kind of thing. But the weekend that that's happening is the weekend of January the 8th. So the 8th and the 9th, we're calling it Visitor's Day, a weekend at the center. And it's we're going to start 
start on Friday night and just talk to you guys about the vision of this of this the resource center and why we think this is a very feasible answer to the education crisis. And we really are in crisis in our nation. Uh, the center is going on four years now. We are thriving here. Last year we had two hundred, I think, thirty families. This year we're up to seven hundred, over seven hundred families here at the center. God is doing something big and it's putting the education of children back in the hands of their parents, which frankly is where it belongs. And so if you're interested, we'd love to invite you to come and participate in that. If you want more information, you can reach out to Samantha Costa. She is the director of development here, Samantha at fpfam.org. Reach out to us. You can also call the Homeschool Resource Center for more information. Again, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please send us your Christmas cards and we would love it if you consider making a year-end donation to either the Heidi St. John podcast and you can uh, write that out to Heidi St. John Inc. That link is donor box. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Or you can give to support the nonprofit, which is Firmly Planted Family. And I will also link back to that in the show notes today. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your Christmas cards along with your year-end donation. And you can do that to Heidi St. John, care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100. Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. We love you guys. Remember, the Lord of Heaven's armies is on his throne. He loves you and he is at work. Stay faithful, everybody, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. 